Today's episode of the 10 and 2 podcast is brought to you by Topper Jewelers. Knowledge is power, and that fact has never been more relevant in this world of watches that we all enjoy than right now. We all know the emotions and frustrations that come from missing out on a new watch because you just didn't see it in time. Limited editions get snagged up quicker and quicker, and it almost feels like you'll always miss out on the watches you want. Topper Jewelers is here to change that by giving watch enthusiasts information right at their fingertips with their email blasts. By subscribing at topperjewelers.com, you can stay on top of the hottest watch news and releases from the almost 20 watch brands that Topper Jewelers carries, including brands like Omega, Breitling, and Grand Seiko, to name a few. Email subscribers also get exclusive access to a few select pieces from the weekly pre-owned select collection. The drop, as Topper Jewelers calls it, happens every Friday and brings some of the most sought-after timepieces to the pre-owned selection of their website, including limited edition watches that aren't readily available elsewhere. Don't miss out on another watch you've been seeking any longer. Head to www.topperjewelers.com and subscribe to their newsletter now. And remember, Topper Jewelers offers shipping throughout the United States and even internationally in some cases. Reach out to their knowledgeable and friendly sales team for all of your timepiece needs. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 10 and 2 podcast. I'm Kat. And I'm Catlin. And we're here every week talking watches, photography, adventure, and exploring the world of horology. How What's going on, Kat? Oh, I'm, I'm doing you good. You can tell we've not recorded an episode in person together in a while. Like I know. Uh, we've seen okay. each other, but we haven't like recorded an episode. It's it's all and like you guys have gonna listen to episodes that came before this and we were together and they were recorded months ago and it's all it's all over the place. But I think after this episode airs, we will be back again. Yay. I know. And I'll be talking about my trip and how much fun it was. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I cannot wait to hear all about it. I'm so excited. But we have a fun episode today. Oh. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was just going to jump right into it. Skip all All right, let's jump right into it. (laughs) Well, Well, I guess. (laughs) Damn it. Before we jump into it, do you want to do a quick roast chat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, is Kat wearing the Submariner today? Kat is definitely wearing the Submariner today, y'all. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Boring. Lame. Uh, I'm lame. It's not lame. No. So lame. I don't, I don't know that I would ever take that watch off, honestly. I mean, there's a reason that. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's such an There's icon. There's a reason that it's the watch. Like, the yeah. watch. It is. And I, It's so good. I firmly believe it goes past, like, branding. Like, yeah, you know, it's a well-branded, well-sought-after, you know, well-loved watch. But even before it was what it is now, it was still a badass tool watch. It was still, like, the one watch you could have in a collection, you know, and do everything in. And so why would you need to take it off? Yeah. So, yeah, I get it. What about you? What are you wearing? Uh, nothing. <laughs> no, no watch. It's, I'm not it's even going to lie about it today. It's late. I, I haven't even worn a watch all day. We have it. We'll, we'll catch up on all these watches. Uh, you know, our next episode that we're once you get back. But we have so many watches that are in right now. We do. So like. Today, like, I keep procrastinating, like, taking some photos. So today, like, I really had to do it because they have to go. Some of them have to go out tomorrow. Yeah, so I've just been shooting 
watches all day and not really wearing watches. So yeah, I get that. I get that. When I, yeah. I when I end up shooting a bunch of stuff, I end up not wearing a watch that day because I don't want something imprinted on my wrist when I have to put a different watch on. So I tend to just kind of go without wearing something until I get it's all the It's just the done. convenience of not having to take a watch off like mm-hmm. every five minutes to put yeah. another one on. Or like, I mean, I'm like crawling on my dining room. So my dining room is where I do most of my photography because it has like really <laughs> great lighting. So I'm like crawling on the floor and I don't want to scratch up my watch. And like, I yeah, it's, it. a, it's a whole situation. Yeah. Yeah. The things you do. Yeah. Things but you do. It, for the gram, you know? Yeah. Obviously. Yes. Um, but <laughs> we've got a fun episode. The grandma's going to get me in trouble, by the way. Why? Because everybody kept posting these new G-Shocks and oh. sure as hell, I ordered a new G-Shock. You did? I did. Oh Macy's my had them on sale. Macy's had them on sale. I couldn't mm. not, like, so the G-Shock came out with like the smaller size Cassiokes. Um, and we shared like one of the, the white ones, which I love like white watches anyways. And somebody asked me what the reference number was and I had to Google it. And then like the first thing that popped up was like Macy's 25% off. And I was like, it's a sign. Basically I need it. <laughs> so those kind of deals God. are so hard to pass by, you yeah. know, uh, a G-Shock or a cool Seiko or, you know, any of these watches we talked about Orient too. They're just, they're at a really good price point i mean they can obviously be expensive to some for sure but i think that it's very tempting to me things that are like under i mean honestly under the like the 500 dollars and 500 dollars don't get me wrong that's it's a lot of money to spend but it's, right. not, it's not a thousand you know and it's it's easy for me to talk myself into something like that and i've certainly had a huge collection of watches that were in that price range and you know they're they're fun to knock around with and and I certainly will never go without a G-Shock, right? I have to have one, but yeah. I do. I have one and that's that's all I need and I've I've kept myself straight and you know, not going crazy with Seikos and things like that and it's uh it's tough though. It's tough to resist the urge. It and, was $75. Um, it was very it was impossible. Yeah, that's even better. Yeah. Like, to yeah. resist the urge. So. And I I do <sighs> kind of like those purchases because sometimes you can buy them and then it's like you know, you just you give them away to people, or you you have a brother yeah. or sister, and you're like, here you go. And then they're 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 also nice to have, is just like to kind of keep around to to give to people, and it's someone that sparks interest in watches, and you're like, here you go. Uh, so yeah, I think exactly. A, and you've got your yeah, like your son that'll probably Tyler's wear like- it. <laughs> Right, right. Like, or if Tyler's best friend were over at the house and, like, you know, took a real interest into watches because I was wearing this cheap G Shock, I'd be like, like you, what you said, oh, hey, here, here you go. Like, yeah. just have it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, hopefully, none of Tyler's friends hear that and start showing up at my house <laughs> for free watches. So, <laughs> all right. Today's episode <laughs> would it be to the do if we were all over the place? I know. No. I don't think so. But we're going to do a Q&A. We, we haven't done a Q&A in a little while. I think we've tried to kind of space them out a little bit. Um, and so since Kat is gone, while you guys are listening to this, figured we'd do something a little bit fun, a little easy, laid back. Yeah. Because um, she has a lot of packing to do tomorrow because procrastination is our lives. <laughs> so <laughs> Q&A episode it is. <laughs> Q and A to the rescue, right? When we when we yes. don't have topics to discuss. 
<laughs> when we don't want to do research. When we don't want to do research. Else. Any notes. We just want to wing it. Yeah, no notes. Literally just screenshots and that's it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, I have not even looked at these questions and there's quite a few of them. So I'm actually, uh, this is going to be quite the surprise. <laughs> awesome. Well, I guess we can go ahead and get into it and we can just uh, do the usual, like kind of alternate uh, asking questions. Yeah, we'll just go down the list, make our way down. All right, what you, you want, got? You want me to go first? Yeah, sure. Why not? What does the future of 10 and 2 look like? Collaborations, question mark. Working closer with brands, question mark. What do you think? Ooh. Well, I, mm. So I feel like we may have talked about this before. I think we have. But there was one night that Kat and I started texting each other back and forth. And we've designed like 10 and 2 collaborative watches. Yeah. So we already have an Oris picked out. <laughs> we have a Zodiac. Oh, yeah. The Zodiac <laughs> yes. This is a wishful thinking. These. Wishful thinking. It is very wishful thinking. You know, honestly, I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, we've we've grown so much in such a short period of time. And I think that neither of us. I I know that neither of us really expected it to look like this, Mm -hmm. you know, so honestly, I have no idea what it's going to look like in even, you know, another year. As far as working with closer with brands, um, you know, I think I think that that's definitely something that we'll always kind of push for, but also do it in a very respectful way to both, you know, our integrity and for for our listeners. Um, you know, it's something that Kat and I, I mean, and you can speak on it a little bit more. Like we we discuss things like this a lot because we always want to be very transparent, very, you know, open with with everybody. Um and, and so working closely with brands can be a little bit trickier because we don't want it to seem, you know, a certain way. Um, but I, I do enjoy that we have developed such close relationships with so many watch brands. Um, and not just because we get to to check out the watches. Like, the watches are great. But I will have to say, like, a lot of the people behind the brands are are what really have made me fall in love with these brands even more. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know, I guess, is really kind of what I'm getting to. Uh, Kat, <laughs> Do you know? Do you know our future? Can you tell me the future? No, I wish I could. Um, no, mm. like I, I'm kind of with you. You, you. We don't really know. Um, I, I don't. I won't pretend to think we'll ever have a limited edition watch. I mean, that would be crazy cool, but um, it's not really a huge aspiration either. It's not really a goal right. for me. But I, I just would love to continue to to have a relationship with brands, and that you know we can review stuff and we can check stuff out and. Um, have people on the show and then that's all that I could really ask for and and hopefully we don't ever um, you know rub any brands the wrong way or anybody for that matter I know mm-hmm. we've we've had run-ins with with listeners or we've may have said things here and there that um, people don't agree with and and we're we're here to be honest that's what we're always going to be and you know sometimes it's um it's not what everyone wants to hear right like it's it's an opinion at the end of the day and uh, yeah. we're not here to make well, we're here to make the listeners happy, obviously, but we're not here to to make brands happy, you know, per se. We're we're, we're going to be honest, and um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. That's a, that's a good question, but I um, and I don't know what he means by collaborations. He might not even mean like limited uh, yeah. edition watches or anything like that. But um, yeah. yeah, that'd be kind of cool. 
Maybe one day. Well, I think always, always kind of working with, you know, other people who are in the same space, right? Mm-hmm. Like even from the beginning, you know, we've been very fortunate. We have a lot of friends who are, who are in this sort of like podcasty media journalism kind of space when it comes to watches. And, you know, they've really taken us under their wing. So like we, you know, obviously like, you know, we've, we've collaborated quite a bit with several people from Hodinkee, you know, the Scottish Watches guys, um, Adrian from Bark and Jack and Teddy and uh, Christian. I guess like a lot of people actually. So uh, like cross-platform collaborations, I'm sure we'll still kind of continue because everybody's just kind of close. And that's what I really do like about what we do. Yeah, um, I like kind of the community. I like the watch community. I love our listener community. And I really enjoy like the community of people who are all kind of doing this same thing. Oh, and the, the one and one guys who have been super close with us too. So yeah, um, yeah. Definitely. I don't know. Um, so... Since you are wearing the sub today, let's get to this question. <laughs> Putting a strap on a sub, styling or sacrilegious? <laughs> I think that depends on who you're probably talking to. Um, <laughs> I I actually think that there are straps that look really, really good on the sub. I, I'm a huge fan, obviously, of Everest bands, right? I have had them on my, my Rolex watches in the past, Tudor watches, um, they're rubber, so they're not leather because I'm not a huge leather person, but they, they form to the wrist and they feel really, really good. Now, again, they're not for everybody, but I think it changes up the look enough for me where I like things that are kind of quirky and different and, and that's what those straps are to me. So I'm all for it. I do think that vintage subs on leather straps look really, really good. Yeah. Um, the newer subs, because they are a little bit bigger, they don't have that kind of classy feel. I I don't know. Um, so I, I don't really, and I guess I just don't see a lot of the newer sub, like the ceramic ones on leather, but definitely the vintage subs, like they look really, really good on leather straps. Um, but yeah, I'm all for these, the rubber straps on uh, on the new subs. I think they just look great. And um, I know, I know the, the guys at Everest are working on a strap for the new 41 millimeter and I can't wait to get my hands on one to, uh, to put it on mine. But, um, ooh, I hope it's, I hope it's by summer. That would be awesome. But, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm for it. I, I, I dig it, but it's not for everyone. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of the same. I, I, I go through phases where I'm very into bracelets straps leather whatever it just kind of depends um I can understand the the purity of liking a watch on a bracelet I really can because you and I have been very vocal about it like that's our favorite way to wear a watch is is on a metal bracelet or on the on the standard bracelet that it comes on but I have no problem with a strap I think you know especially when you do the rubber straps for a dive watch it just makes sense it's fun you know it it also saves the hell out of or saves you from scratching the hell out of your bracelet, which is great, especially if you're doing something a little bit more rough, um, and just makes it much more comfortable to wear during the summer. Um, yeah. Leather on a sub, I will agree. On vintage subs, it looks really, really phenomenal. Um, I, you know, but also like the vintage subs are a little bit smaller. They're mm-hmm. a little bit more streamlined, you know, they're a little bit more sleek versus the newer subs have gotten bigger, bulky, which is what, you know, we expect with any sort of modern sports watch. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know really how I feel about, 
um, a leather strap on a new Submariner. Um, you know, and I kind of go back and forth personally on like the whole leather strap and dive watches things. Um, you know, very rarely do I see a watch that I feel like it works really, really well on. Um, but that being said, if you like it, wear it, Mm -hmm. own it. Definitely. Go for it. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. All right. So use, are we saying the usernames or we're just going into the questions? We haven't yet. I think, let's just skip usernames. Um, so next question, uh, it says I'm a guy and I'm craving a pink or a purple watch. Any suggestions? Mm. Ooh, you have a pink watch right now. I do. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that for a second. <laughs> um, and I will say I do. I think that it's pretty unisex. So like we we the team at Oris was so kind and they sent us all three of the cotton candy bronze watches. Mm-hmm. Um, and the pink, it is a very, very cute. Ugh, I hate to say, I always do this. I say the word cute when I'm describing like guy things. Like I'll say somebody's well, car it's a, is it's cute. It's a cotton, it's like literally cotton candy it's cotton pink. cotton candy pink. Like, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. It's a bubble, uh, bubble gum pink. Yeah. I mean, not it's not even bubble gum. Like, it's cotton candy. It's light. It's like yeah. a really light pink. So yeah, for so sure. Good. I mean, it, it's very similar to the the pink op. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the color, it's a little darker, I think, than the pink op. But it's a very different style. Um, I I mean, I think that I think now you're starting to see more and more brands do color. Which, if you're if you are really interested in checking out colorful dials, um, I think is it's a great time for for you. Anne ordained as a purple dial, don't they? Mm-hmm. They do. I love yeah. their purple dial. So, yes, because they do. Uh, if you're not familiar with Anordain, they're they're a micro brand that is based out of Scotland. Um, they do these stunning enamel dials, and they have a purple enamel dial that is absolutely beautiful. Um, so I would definitely check them out as well. Who else does pink or purple? Um, I know Nomos recently did a purple dial club, oh, yeah. but I think that was a limited edition. But uh, yeah, the Oris is really cool. Um, pink, 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 pink's hard. Um, I see a lot of salmon, a lot of salmon dials. Salmon is not pink. I refuse. Yeah. But <laughs> that's tough. Anordain's really good because I actually think they have a pink and they have purple so that you can look at both Wait, of their Wait, do options. they have a pink? Yeah. I've seen pink. Oh, shut up. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's the model two. Yeah, it's not, not it's not the one. fume. It's just like. The, or no, it's the model one, not the model two. Yeah, it's the enamel, yeah. but. Really cool stuff from them. And I don't see a lot of, I don't see a ton of watches with those colors, but I do love me some purple. Yeah. I think purple's pretty cool. I like to see more purple Well, there watches. was that, that Zenith that you were obsessed <laughs> yeah. with last year. That that, was that's true. There's the Zenith. <laughs> <laughs> it really depends on your budget. The ultraviolet. But, you know, I, I would, oh yeah, that was it. I would really like to start seeing more brands, especially like at that sub, you know, $2,000 price point, play around with color, um, especially as as the bigger brands are starting to do it. I think that it would be really cool to start seeing, you know, I'd like to see more from Oris in like mm-hmm. the, the pink purplish range. I think they have such a diverse collection that it makes sense for them to have, you know, like a, a pink dial or something like that. Um, something not quite as safe, but they already have such a big collection that it wouldn't be a big deal to like not have as many sales of one watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Um, 
Do you have your watches buffed or replace the crystal or do you keep your scratches? I keep the scratches. I mean, I think that eventually the watches will go in to get service and I have no problem with them like refinishing the watch back to a polished state. I'm not going to fight it, but I'm also not going to seek out to do it myself in that interim period. So I'll, I'll wear it. I'll, I'll do what I want with the watch. And if it gets a scratch or two, it gets beat up a little chip here and there. And let's not say here and there <laughs> that shouldn't happen. But I'm just saying that like, I, I'm not going to seek out to go and get the scratches removed. I understand yeah. why people don't want to do it though. And, and, especially for for value reasons those people that want to resell those watches and and once you get it polished you do take away that value value but I'm not one of those people I don't buy a watch for its value its money or anything like that I have no intentions of reselling even though I might I don't I don't intend to so um, for me, it's just all about how whatever I am comfortable with. And, and I like seeing, you know, I like knowing that there's marks from certain occasions. And I'm becoming more of like, oh, this watch is, is a part of me. And and Aww. and to enjoy those scratches, not to enjoy them because you, you don't enjoy them initially, but eventually you do. And, um, you know, the year marks on the watch and it indicates that it's a piece of you. And I don't think I'll ever like fully love the fact that there's scratches on it but it doesn't bother me either just like the car yeah it's like eventually it hurts at first and then you're like meh it's okay it's whatever yeah i mean i i think that the the whole idea of value retention first of all when it comes to refinishing Mm -hmm. doesn't apply for most of us let's be honest like it really applies to to vintage highly collectible vintage pieces Mm -hmm. you know you can go and take Almost any modern watch. And as long as you take it back to the brand, don't have some like Joe Schmo, you know, whatever (laughs) with, you know, refinish your watch. Like, no, like take it back to the brand. Um, But I think that, you know, the reality is, is that there are very few watches nowadays that are that are going to be that collectible that like, oh, if you've ever had it polished, it's the end of the world. Yeah, it's Um, it's such a strange thing, isn't it? Like. Nothing else really does that. Like you buy a house and, you know, if 20 years down the line you decide to, um, you know, renovate the house, the value goes up from you renovating it. Yeah. But good Lord, if you polish your watch again and make it look like new, it goes down. It just makes no sense to me. I, I don't understand it, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see it with precious metals to an extent, though, because... I mean, as long as somebody isn't buffing this thing once a year, you know, a solid gold watch once a year, you're really not removing that much material. No, that, and, like, and, it and I will cost- say, like, there are uh, polishers out there or people that refinish these watches, whether it's the brand or professionals that actually add metal to it. And they're not they're not just taking mm-hmm. away, they're adding to. So, like, you're not always, like, losing those layers. Sometimes if you go to the right person, they're actually adding the layers for you. But, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, and that being said, I, I agree. Like, I'm not actively seeking out refinishing my watch bracelets or the the cases um but when i send my stuff in for servicing yeah like nothing i have is so collectible that it can't be refinished um so i will have everything refinished um as far as crystal scratches crystal scratches i mean are one of the reasons i went with a sapphire crystal you know with my when i was looking at a 
the Speedmaster, well, the the watch that I got had a sapphire crystal, but I was also considering a regular Hesalite crystal moon watch. I don't want to spend, you know, X amount of dollars, so five, six thousand dollars, look down at my watch and see scratches like right there on the crystal. Mm-hmm. But that being said, too, like you cannot scratch or buff the crystal with every scratch. And I think people need to understand that. Like you it, it does remove material, and especially with a crystal, it is going to sacrifice the integrity of the crystal if you continue to do it over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, so I would be very careful about how often you're buffing out your your crystals. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, the crystal thing would bother me more than scratches anywhere else. I will say that. Yeah. But everything I have has, has, has <laughs> sapphire crystals for that reason. <laughs> Know, know the things that will piss you off and then buy your watches accordingly. Exactly. <laughs> um, the best and worst part about watch clubs. The best part is the people, I feel like. Mm-hmm. You know, I and the worst part is the I, people. <laughs> the worst part no, is no. also the people. No. Uh, <laughs> you know, I feel like If you haven't reached out to a local watch club, I highly recommend that you try and find one, especially on social media. You know, pretty much every major city has some form of watch club, whether it's a red bar, you know, or a local thing like like what we do here in Nashville. Um, I definitely recommend reaching out. It's such a great way of meeting people who are kind of like minded because we all know that like this hobby, it's it's a little lonely, right? It's something that you could talk to most of your friends about things like that um so it's nice to be able to go somewhere and have like a group of people um who are like-minded and and you can really just kind of geek out nerd out honestly like when when we go like I don't even talk about watches that much like I really just kind of want to hang out with the people I I just get along with a lot of people who are who are in the watch uh enthusiast realm or whatever um Hmm. The worst part, before I ever went to a watch club meetup, I thought the worst part would be that there was like pretentiousness. And mm-hmm. there that might be the case in some places. Um, but I will say like here, I've never felt that at any of our watch club meetups. I mean, I've I've literally there there's a collector who is a he's out of town, but he comes to our watch meetups who brought a, a Paul Newman Daytona, like mm-hmm. and let people try it on and take pictures with it. And, you know, that's something that like you it's an experience you would never expect to be able to have. Um, for me personally, I found the worst part, I would be very careful, and this is just in full transparency and full honesty, I, I'm a little bit more careful about bringing multiple watches, not for a safety measure, because I've never really had a concern about that, but because I usually do like set my watches down, walk away, like talk to people, um, and I've had some damage done to a watch. It wasn't intentional, somebody just not operating your crown correctly, um, so I there's been some damage done to a watch um, that I had stepped away from. So uh, since that particular meetup, I just don't bring extra watches. I just wear whatever I wear and just I'm there to hang out and talk basically. Yeah. What about you? I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, the best part's definitely the people and, you know, interactions that you don't really get. Yeah, we, we're all on Instagram and Facebook and all the groups. But when you get to talk to people in person, it's just different for me. You know, and, and you have people local that you can meet up and 
you get to, you know, get your hands on pieces that you otherwise might not because maybe you're a dealer nearby doesn't mm-hmm. carry these watches. And it's just, it's a fun experience. It's fun to hang out with people that are also in this hobby and it, and you're not at this distance where you are, you know, when you're on social media. But, you know, the worst part is uh, wanting to just buy everything because you get to see things, <laughs> you know, for me, it's just like, I end up leaving and I end up with this like want of, I need this watch and I need this watch because I got to play with it and try it on. And um, that's probably, I guess, the worst thing for me, which is honestly not that bad. But I I, I don't really see a lot of negatives about it. You know, it's just it's a great experience. And, you know, I think for some people, I have heard stories of where they've gone to certain clubs and um, the people are are different and they're not as nice as that, you know, you wanted them to be. And and maybe some people are pretentious and snobby and and that sucks. And and there are those groups out there, you know, that we can't pretend like everyone's nice. But for the most part, I've heard only good things about being in watch clubs. And um, yeah, I think it's always fun to find like-minded individuals that you can hang out with. Yeah. Because, I mean, my husband's not going to listen to me, so someone else has to. <laughs> I got you, boo. <laughs> I know. I found you. That's all I need. <laughs> okay. I I like this question for you. Oh. All right. So you've liked and had time with both, but which would you choose, the Moser Pioneer or the Moser Streamliner? Oh. Mm-hmm. It's got to be the Streamliner. It's got to be the Green Dragon. Really? The Green Dragon. 100%. Okay, why? Because it was the only watch that like I've ever had my hands on that like floored me like big time. Yeah, you did love that watch. That watch is like a grail for me, a big grail. <laughs> but it's it's And also I say an that because like I don't attainable grail. It's attainable, but am I ever going to be willing to spend that amount on a single piece? Yeah, I can have that that amount in all these other watches, but there's something holding me back to, you know, just spending over X amount of dollars on a, on a single watch. I don't know why. It's just it's just me. It's my it's just my personality. But um, I love that watch so much. Well, I do. Kind of related. Would you would you ever? Is there a, a watch that you'd ever consider selling everything? And just buying and owning this one watch. Yeah. Like, do you think you? I could ever almost do that? do that for this this streamliner. I I would. It's so good. I feel like I could really be happy with it. It serves all of my purposes. Like, it's water resistance. It has a bracelet. Like, it just everything that I want in a watch. It has, mm-hmm. and like it's so funky. It's so different. It's. I just I love it so. I love it so. All right. Fair enough. What about you? I'm Which one? Pi- Streamliner? Pioneer. 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 Yeah. The Streamliner. No, I, I do love. I totally changed my opinion about the Streamliner. If you guys don't know, like Kat and I have both changed our opinion because we were pretty mean to that watch in the beginning. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, the, the Pioneer and especially, I mean, we, we had the... Uh, the um, red dial version, but also the Vanta Black would be so sexy. Like, yeah. 
I could see myself with a Vanta Black. All the strap options. Are you kidding me? Like, it would be the ultimate strap monster. It would. And would look good on anything. You know, usually I I used to say that, you know, I wouldn't want a watch that wasn't on bracelet. But now I do own watches that don't have a bracelet. And I'm okay with that. Um, as long as, like, my everyday watches have bracelets. I think that I, I can tolerate watches that don't. So the Pioneer is absolutely fine for me. If I have to settle, you know. <laughs> if, if we had to just, like, settle with one of these. Yeah, of you these know, if, if somebody was offering, I guess, I, you know, first world <laughs> problems, I guess I would take the Pioneer. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to ask this one because I think you're going to laugh. Okay, oh opinions on people that don't set their watch when wearing, including complications. Oh. <laughs> What's it's your opinion me, on that, Callan? <laughs> it's hmm. your girl. Uh, <laughs> y'all, sometimes we get busy, okay? Like, <laughs> shit happens. <laughs> um, I am guilty as hell about it, in all honesty. And it has nothing to do with, like, I don't want to mess with it. It's that I just get busy and I forget to. And I know that sounds ridiculous because I genuinely will look at my watch a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Um, but so basically, the way my mornings work is like they're busy. <laughs> She's like, let they're me br- let me break it down y'all. to you. <laughs> like, let me break it down. We're up at four forty five. We're at the gym. We have an hour to get ready, and then I'm usually taking stupid watch photos, so I have a different watch on than what I'm going to wear for the day. So then I grab my watch. It's the last thing I grab before I walk out the door, and it's not set. It's not running. You know, it is what it is. I get so- to work. It's out. So would you say for someone like you that a watch winder might be kind of important or might no, be beneficial? Because I don't know because I also have opinions on watch winders. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know that we've ever talked about watch winders like thoroughly so. on the podcast. But yeah, I just, you know, it. I don't need, I don't use my watch to really tell the time most of the time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Y'all, if, if we're going to tell the time, stop, don't judge me. But if we're going to tell the time, like, think about it, Kat. Like, you sit in front think of, about it. it's a front of the computer. It's a watch. But, okay, but you sit in front of the computer. If you need to know what time it is, where so, do you look for the time? Are you, so you wear it more as an accessory, like, to you? I, you, come at me, but yeah. I mean, I do, like, I like to set the time, first of all, because I look like a freaking idiot without the time set. Um, but I ha- I mean, I, I work around watches, guys. So, like, there's a lot of time-telling devices <laughs> around me all the time. They're all wrong, probably. <laughs> all right. Most of them are wrong. <laughs> Right. But there's there's a big old clock. There's yeah. like a lot there there's a lot of ways that I can tell the time. Yeah. And so as far as complications, I will always set a date. If mm-hmm. I'm gonna have the time set, the date will be set. The only exception to this rule is on it's my speedmaster. Because <laughs> hear me out. So the Speedmaster has, I have the the moon phase complication at the 12 o'clock. It's an older model. And there's a date around the around that. So the in the way that you adjust the moon phase and the dates is it's two individual little correctors. So like I have to use like a little push indicator to like push this tiny button in, and that's what changes the wheel. Well, the moon phase one works. I need to have the watch serviced, okay? 
because the date one does not work. And you know how exhausting it is to like, I had to literally rotate hour hand and minute hand around and around and around to set the date. And y'all, ain't nobody got time for that. And you're going to give me carpal tunnel if I had to set that (laughs) date properly all the time. So, yeah, I mean, there are certain instances where no, like my, my watches aren't set. I don't have an opinion like, you know, it is what it is. Like shit happens because I know, I know it happens to me. I just, I forget, honestly, like I try to remember, but it'll be like two o'clock and I'm like, oh crap, I need to set my watch. And then I get wrapped (laughs) up doing something else. So, um, yeah. Why do I have a watch podcast? Like, yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Kat, what's your opinion? I don't know what my opinion is. I mean, I I do set my watches when I wear them. However, I've been guilty of putting on a watch and more so it's because of maybe I've been taking photos of it and I changed the hands to 1010 or something. Yeah. And then I would forget, but I always make sure to set it. Um I don't I don't tend to leave the house or anything without it set, but that's you know, to each their own, to each their own. <laughs> <laughs> no no uh, no judgment from me. Uh-huh. <laughs> um yeah. I will I will say that I have I have uh had I've gotten to borrow your speedmaster and I, it is very difficult and I don't judge the fact that you don't want to set all yeah. the complications on it. I had a a speedmaster racing at one point that um had you know what you have on the side that little button and yeah. you had to press that. That was how you changed the date unless you did the full mm-hmm. rotation. And it was just annoying. Either way is annoying to have to do the full rotation or the button. Like, ain't nobody got time for that. So the date was never set on that one. <laughs> I will say if I have a big date, it's definitely set. But like on mine, yeah. the date is so small. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like I have perfect vision and I'm still not trying <laughs> to squint down and read what that damn date says. So... Mm. That's come at me. I don't care. But like, yeah, I mean, it happens. And I'll I will I would wager that everybody who has a mechanical watch has walked out the door and gotten to work. Yeah, and I and I'm sure their day and their watch isn't set. All these like celebrities that wear watches that we see and a lot of them are just fashion accessories and you know they're not. You know Kim Kardashian's not setting her Rolex. Come on, she's just putting it on the Look. I'm a so I I'm on TikTok. Like, this is where my life is. Um, and I saw a TikTok of Conor McGregor apologizing for being late to a press conference because in in his quote, it's something along the lines of, I don't wear watches to tell the time. And he has a badass watch collection. So if he doesn't have to, I'm just going to throw it out there that it's fine. <laughs> Conor McGregor does it. So screw you, it. You do you. <laughs> I'm holding on to this. Um, do you want to do one more? Uh, yeah, we, we could do one more. One more. One last one. What is your, what's your favorite complication? Favorite complication. Um, yeah. I'm really practical. So, you know, obviously a date I think is yeah just important to me. Um, uh, I, I, I feel like that's such an easy answer. I'll, I'll say GMT. I, I really like having a GMT as well. I think that it's just, it's something that like makes me smile, especially when, 
you know, you put thought into of like, where am I going to set my GMT hand today? And you can pick anywhere in the world to do it. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's just fun. It's a very fun complication. There's obviously much more complicated and beautiful complications out there. Moon phases that are just beautifully stunning, but, um, yeah, a simple, just GMT. I also just love the aesthetics of a GMT hand. Uh, I don't know why I just, I like, I I like that it's usually a contrast, you know, it, it, it's something that pops on the dial. Yeah. Yeah, And it's just, it's always fun. And, and uh, yeah, I guess that would probably be my favorite. What about you? I feel like a GMT is a good one. Um, Obviously world timer because I'm obsessed with that Omega world timer. There you go. Um, I want to say like, I feel like an asshole after my answer to the last one. Um, but I really do love a moon face. Like, <laughs> it's so stupid. Nobody needs it anymore. Like, I'm not sailing across the ocean. I don't need to know what the tide's going to be. So I don't need to know what the moon's going to look like. But I really do like a moon face. I think yeah. there's something kind of romantic about it. Um, I mean, when you when you consider that, like, chronometric watches and the time telling or watches in general have such like a big tie in with uh with navigation uh back in the day so i think it's and uh yeah i, I don't know i think it's kind of it's cool well guys uh this was fun i hope cat is enjoying her trip because <laughs> that's where she's at right now. i hope cat is Hopefully too. not getting attacked by scorpion snakes or bears yeah <laughs> um so um and yeah, so guys, be sure to head over to our website, www.tenn2.com. Um, we'll have some uh, pictures of a few of the watches that we talked about in specific. Uh, we'll throw in some links for like some of the uh, some of the specific watches and all as well. Um, and then follow us along on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at 10 and 2 Media. And that's all, y'all. That's it. Bye, everybody. Talk to you next week. Bye.